this year as we increase we will increase in the knowledge of Christ Paul whole desire is that that I might know him and the power of resurrection and every believer's desire should be to know him anyone that walked with God that God used and God brought help to, the first thing God did was he revealed himself to that person. He made each one of them to see an aspect of his life. Whenever God moved, he makes people see some of them They saw him as the provider. Some of them, they saw him as the one that protected them. Some of them, they saw him as the one that when you are buried, he makes you fruitful. And in every area, God revealed himself and also revealed his name. Sometimes his name is revealed to people based on the relationship he had with them and revelation he gave to them. So, for me, I believe that each one must have an encounter with this God who himself will reveal himself to him. Then he will know him for himself, not because somebody said there is Jehovah, but you know inside you that there is Jehovah. Most people backslide and are afraid because they haven't known that God. If you really know God, your fear will diminish. If you understand his love, understand his purpose for your life, understand how he cherish you when you're walking in this world you will not bow your chest will be up one such a person who she revealed himself to Genesis chapter 15 in fact there are so many times verse 1 After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. After what? After this. 
What happened then before the statement? You know God called Abraham from his father's land. I think his father started. Then when the father died, God went, came to him again, moved. He and Lot took that journey. And in that journey, God prospered them. He increased them. They so increased so much that at a point, sometimes increase has got its own uh, challenges and problems. When somebody is poor, he's a good Christian. He goes to church. He doesn't struggle when he's coming to church. What type of dress to wear? The moment God blesses you, you have a lot of wardrobe. Different kinds of dresses. And that becomes your headache. Sunday morning, Saturday, you start looking for which one to wear. <laughs> and you see, I'm awesome. <laughs> and sometimes you will search and search and search and search. You take this one and you change it. You take that one like this one. You change it. But when you had only one, you didn't have problem. <laughs> so in their expansion, trouble came. Uh, the, not Lord and his, his uncle had a problem, but the church members of uh, uh, Lord and the church members of, uh, of Abraham, sometimes the church members that says that, uh, look, my church is like this. This one says my church is like this. This one, meanwhile, you meet the pastors and they meet. Sometimes it's the the political party members that that says this and that, but after they have fought in parliament, they go down and drink tea together. But you don't know, you don't see how they relate outside uh, their act. Those who want they do a part, they are just acting for you to know that you send them. <laughs> but you see the members, the followers. They are angry, very angry in them. They don't lie, they hate the other parties. Meanwhile, they are friends. Abraham and Lot are family members. Those who are following think that Abraham and Lot has a problem. But they never had a problem. The division was based between Abraham men and Lot men. And sometimes leaders will take the side of their member because they don't want to betray them. I'm saying this because it's not election time. That's what I'm talking I like giving my messages at the right time where nobody can put political color on it. Not only that, even churches. Sometimes you have an imaginary rivalry 
which you don't know where it comes from. So Abraham saw that, look, if we have to live in this condition with these people, something is going to happen. They're going to fight and there's going to be a confusion. So I don't want trouble. Let us divide the place. You choose whatever you want, then I will take what I like. Even though I am the one God has called to, to this place, but I am giving you the chance to choose your portion first. And this is a selfless Abraham. The reason why he's selfless is not because he's selfless, because every human being born is selfish. But he knows the ability and the capability of his God. That it is his God that makes a difference anywhere he goes. He understands that God that can provide, that can turn wilderness into forest. He said, look, if you even choose the forest and I take the desert, he has the ability to turn the desert into forest. He can make rivers flow in the midst of a desert. He can make a desert place fruitful. So knowing about this God and knowing this God in this way, he has no problem with wherever you put him. His problem will be if you take the factor that makes him, that will make him great away, which is God. And today as we enter, as we move into the year, the God factor should not be taken away. So, Lord looked at it with a natural eyes and picked what human mind, science, agriculture, everything will prove that this is a place that is good for somebody who raised cattle and other things. So he chose that place. I thought as a younger person, he would say, oh, old man, choose first. But no. When it comes to sectors, there's no old man there's no young man. Everybody thinks about himself. And he chose the area towards Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham, after he's chosen that nice place, Abraham was left. He didn't just say, what foolish things have I done? Me, this small boy has followed and I've allowed him to choose the better part. How am I going to leave? No, 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 no. After he left and chose the best part, he turned to God. He knew the God he walked. He said, God, you are the one who called me. He turned to him. When he turned him, the Lord spoke and said, Abraham. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated from him, Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Immediately, Lord left. God turned the whole area. God closed the eyes of Lot 
and he saw the physical things. But after he left, he said, Abraham, I didn't say move to any place. The same place you are, lift up your eyes and look at what he saw. He saw a different thing. For all the land which you see, I give you and your descendant forever. And I will make your descendant as what? As the dust of the earth. I am going to increase your descendant. You are not going to decrease, you are going to increase. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendant also could be numbered. God is putting a challenge. I am the God of increase. And once you've trusted me, lift up your eyes, look at all around. And he didn't even talk about the land. He was talking about his descendant. He said, look, I am going to give this to you and your descendant. I am not going to say only one. I am going to increase your so much that nobody can count your money. No bank can put zero, 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 zero. They will put zero, 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 and the zero, zero is not ending. He said, as you trusted me, your Increase is not going to be only in your generation. Some people are rich for the generation for four years when their party is in power. After four years, they go back. I am not talking about that type of increase. I'm talking about an increase. Increase that is from the Lord. That source is from God that no human being can cut off, that will continue to increase in spite of anybody in power. Your connection is connected to God and not to man. Because the source of a man, if it's connected to a man, has a lifespan. But when God is your source, you have no, there's no lifespan to it. After he chose that place, Lord went there, gave, leave his family there, then Sodom and Gomorrah, some king came and conquered and captured them, including uh, <laughs> Lot. And Abraham was told that a mighty king, a powerful nation, let me call it a nation like America, <laughs> has come to, to, to capture uh, your village, your chief from your village, and they've come to tell me, prophet, uh, America have come to capture the chief from your village. And he just gathered his family, his small church together, and with God as a captain, he said, we are going to rescue them. Abraham went with men born in his house, raised in his house, tree in his house. You do battle with people who are born in your house, train in your house, and reign and, and in your house. You cannot depend on an outsider to fight your critical battle for you. When it comes to critical warfare, 
you need someone you have trained first which is part of you who identify himself with the vision who has been trained to understand the vision and not only trained who is ready to fight and knows that that victory is his victory too not a hireling no matter how good fighter he is if you take a hireling to a war to a war front and they throw some gold to him he will turn and use the same gun against you people born in your house will be faithful to you no matter how talented somebody is you shouldn't raise him above when they come to warfare the people that are loyal to the vision say prophet what are you saying he took them the factor was he did his portion they were born in his house so that is where they have if they lose that battle they have nowhere to go so they are not only fighting for abraham they are also fighting for their existence anybody when they fight a battle and has another place to run to don't use him in a warfare that when you lose he has another an, an alternative place to move you don't put him at the war front those who are ready to fight are those who think that their dependency is upon god total dependency i hope you are not angry at me so he took them to war battle and the god factor came in he did his training but how can 300 and few people defeat kings that nations who have got army couldn't defeat a family fighting a nation but god increased them on the battlefield whenever you are alone you plus jesus you are the majority He increased them in the battlefield. And Abraham won that battle. Hands down. Defeated the most fearful king in that area. Released all the captives. Set them free like how Jesus set us free. Then when he came back, he met a man. That is chapter 14, verse, verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. And he was a priest of God, most high, and he blessed Abraham. So, said, and he did what? He did what? 
So the first thing he did, even though Abraham won a battle, he said, look what caused you to win this battle is God's blessing upon you. So he blessed Abraham. He blessed Abraham and said, blessed be Abraham of God, most high. Blessed be who? Of who? Of God? Most high. He is the possessor of what? The heavens and what? God is the real owner of what? Heaven and earth. He possesses it. He holds it. He controls it. He controls the heavens. He controls the earth. So anything pertaining on this earth, God has the power to change it for you. Anything pertaining in heavenly places, God has the ability to change it for you. He is the possessor of the what? The heavens and the earth. Oh my God is great. And blessed be God most high who has what? Delivered your enemies into what? So how did Abraham win the battle. See, when God delivers your enemy into your hand, he becomes powerless. What we need to move now this year is not looking for enemies to fight, but let God deliver them into your hands. When God is delivering them into your hand, he disarms them and they come without any weapon. He makes them weak and they are just at your mercy. So, Abraham wasn't a good fighter. He didn't win because he was a good fighter, but because God has captured the people and delivered them into the hands of Abraham. This year, I see God delivering your enemies into your hands. Then, he... Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. He paid, he gave him a tithe. That time the law of tithe hadn't even been given to Moses because Moses wasn't born. So it's a spiritual thing that was in Abraham. God only affirmed it through Moses. So, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me this, the people, and keep the goods for yourself. <laughs> but Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, creator of the heaven and the earth, and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you not even a tread or a tongue of a sandals, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abraham rich. Abraham 
knows his future. Sometimes somebody will come and give you something, something, and then it becomes a testimony every day. He said, How can we say, If you will give somebody something and use it in future to make reference, keep your thing. Abraham said, look, I know who helped me to win the battle. I didn't fight that battle. God delivered those people into my hand. If it's left with Abraham alone, I would have been defeated because the way you were defeated, he would have defeated me. So I'm not going to take anything. Because I know God is going to increase me. And I know how men are. If God increase me, your small money you gave to me, you will say that is the money that has increased and has become great. I want to start with God. I want to start trusting God. I want to start empty-handed. I don't want to owe anybody anything. I want to be able to preach what I want to say, not because somebody gave me some money. I want to say what I want to say. Sometimes some blessings I curse. I remember somebody built auditorium a church for a church. He built a place, nice place for I, uh, the people think it's breakthrough. One man building a church for you. The one day the pastor preached about the fornication, adultery. The man was in the same with another woman. He said, hey, what's up? Don't preach that preaching here again. The pastor didn't hear. He didn't understand. He said, should I obey you? Obey God. He continued his message. But the next Sunday, the man came and locked the church. Put his key in his pocket went home and said, Maji, my sorry. Trusting God is very important. Look, you may start little. Don't just be hungry to become rich quick. Don't be tempted to allow people to invest so much without being led by the spirit of God to you. Because that would be a trap to you. He said, I'm not going to take anything. I know my future. I know where I'm going to end. So he refused that. Then he said, look, I am going to trust God. I don't want anybody to take the glory. I want only God to take the glory. Then, 
after that, that is where the chapter 15 started. He said, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. What is a shield for? What? Protection. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am your shield. Nobody can harm you. Nobody can take away anything you have. Once you have trusted me, I will protect whatsoever you have in life. I am your shield. And look at it. Oh. Do not be afraid. Tell someone, don't be afraid. For I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. He didn't say, I am your reward. He used three words. Exceedingly great reward. Those who went to Achimota, those who went to Wesley Girls, those who went to Legon, you understand this better than myself. Abraham, I am not going to only be your reward. I am going to be what? Abraham. Abraham, do not be afraid. I am your shield. Take somebody, God is your shield. Last week, I spoke about protection and blessing. And this is exactly what God promised Abraham. His exceedingly great reward is the blessing. The shield is his protection. When you have these two together, look, the heaven is you can move and increase and nothing can stop you. God is our what? Our shield. Say God is my shield. Say God is my shield. We need to come to a point where we will know Christ and God as our shield. That his blood is shielding us from sin, is shielding us from the works of sins and for the destruction of Satan. So anytime Satan comes close, he sees the blood of Christ upon your life. It becomes a shield. And a word that has been spoken about you that don't touch and don't enter this house. The same shield was the one that shielded them from the angel of death when they were leaving, going to leave Egypt. God protected them. It didn't mean that the angel of death did not visit Egypt. It visited Egypt 
But when it comes to the house and the homes of Israel, he saw a shield, something covering them, the blood covering them. I said, this house I cannot enter. This house I am not permitted to enter. I am restricted in entering into this place. Then he will jump over. The same way this year, when poverty is coming, he comes and sees the blood. He said, this is not the home I must come. He jumped over. When diseases and sicknesses are coming, he sees that blood and jump over you. Look, whatever that happened, he jumped over you. See, God shielded him and everything he had to the extent that nobody could even take his wife. When a king managed to take your wife to his house, his bedroom, ready to sleep with you. Some of you, no matter what vision you see, once your body begins to react, you won't. But I don't know what happened. He took the woman to the room and a deep sleep fell upon him. God knows how to. He, God injected him and he slept. And he had a dream. By the time he opened his eyes to work, God said, this is a prophet wife. Don't take that woman. Don't touch her. You cannot touch her because I am protecting Abraham, protecting his wife, protecting his children, protecting whatever he has on every other side. It is my duty to protect whatever, even though this woman looks like he's in the in your hand, but I am protected. You cannot touch. If you decide to touch, I will kill the thing. God, don't be afraid. When you have God on your side, don't be afraid of your children. No matter what the world is going, where it is going, he will lift his blood over our children. They may seem to be going off, but don't be afraid. God will whip them in line. Because the blood will keep them. The blood will increase them. The blood will guide them. The blood will help them. What happens to other children won't happen to yours. Because you have a God who has promised you that I am your shield. I will shield you. I will shield your children. I will shield your family. I will shield your, your, your business from any destructive spirit and from anything that destroys. For I am the Lord thy God. Abraham, this is the covenant I'm entering in with you. Look, I will be your shield. What you need for my life to be a shield unto you. I have promised today that I will be your shield. Not only your shield is not only to protect you and your children, but I will also be your exceedingly great reward. It is Paul who can use this ways. 
So the Holy Ghost moves. I believe that it's Paul who knows how to use words like this. But it's not Paul who wrote that Bible. Yeah. They, but it's just the, Paul just picked it from that place. Exceedingly. High efficiency. Tell someone, God is my shield and also my exceedingly great reward. You cannot serve God and God not rewarding you. I have never seen anyone who has served God and God failing to reward him or protect him. At any point, you see the reward of the Lord. Continue to serve him. Continue to live with him. Continue to live for him. I know. Sometimes we act. (laughs) Don't act, be real. We have problems. We have it. But that is not the end. God will protect us. Say God will protect me. And he's going to bless me exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can think about. He is my great word. Exceedingly what? Great reward. Tell somebody he's my exceeding great reward. We'll be closing. Abraham, do not be afraid. Tell someone, do not be afraid. You see, when God is going to do this too for you, there's no reason why you should be afraid. He started, don't be afraid. And the reason is that I am going to protect you and I am going to bless you. In fact, the reason why we are all afraid is because of lack of these two things. If you have God protection as a shield, there's no reason why you should be afraid of anything. If you know that God is going to bless you and bless you and bless you, you will not rush and take some decisions that will destroy your life. So he said, don't be afraid because I am going to be your shield. And I am going to do what? Ha! Huh. I am going to be what? Your exceedingly what? Great reward. Exceedingly great reward. And that is where I'll end. Yeah. Then Abraham said, like all of us, I've said this, I say my work can. My problem is this. Yeah, Pejuma, we say she didn't get a great reward. Yeah, Peba, yeah, Pekuna. Well, I've looked for a child, I've looked for a job, I've looked for this, I'm not getting, look at what pastor is telling me today. So Abraham too, he's human like you. So he, and Abraham said, Oh, sovereign God, what can you give me since I remain childless? 
And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my household will be my heir. Say, God, this is a very good, very good promise. But an old man like me, what do I want all these riches for? What do I want all these blessings for? To have him blessed with a child. You're going to be my shield. My, those behind my shield, they are my slaves. So, so maybe yeah, Juma man, I don't have a child. I am walking childless. I haven't seen a sign in my life. And God said, Abraham's concern was not for himself, but all these things I am going to acquire, what am I going to do with it? When you are young, you say, the day I get money, you are crying, you get one money, you say, there will be a poor life. When you are old, you know that life is not money. When you are young, the day I came from a village, and I said, the day I will grow. Because when my mother cooks, she takes the big meat and gives it to the old man and give us small, and we will share it small, small, keep it down when we finish eating before we chew the meat. I said, when will I grow? The meat too, they will cook and come and put meat in front of me like this for me to take. But after you are old, now some of you, you are stopping to take meat. You used to like, you used to like sugar. When we like get sugar, you now you, they say don't eat this. There are certain things you can't eat. You are now chewing grass. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not even cook one raw grass. <laughs> so that is life. See, Abraham was worried all this blessing at this age. It should have come earlier. When I gonna have some to chase plenty ladies. Now I'm old, <laughs> incapacitated. <laughs> what do I want money for? God says, Abraham, when I promise you that I will make you, I will protect you, I will be your reward. One of the reward is a child. It doesn't matter how old you are. I am the God of the aged, the God of the youth, the God of every generation. For me, is there anything too hard for me? There is nothing too hard for God. 
Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but the son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up. At the heavens, where do you have to look? Say, look up where? When everything seems blue, black, and dark, look up into the heavens. That's where your help comes from. He said, look. I believe it was in the night that God took him out. It was so dark, things seems not to work. He said, come out. He brought it out. He said, look up. And look at what he did. And he looked up. And outside and said, look up and at the sky and count the stars. So, you know, you don't count stars in the afternoon. Indeed, you can count them. Then he said to him, indeed, what? You can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. He said, your concern. Sometimes we are concerned about what God will have to do. If you could give birth, Abraham, you could have done it when you were 30, 25. So if you can leave that thing in me, if I promise you at the age of 100, it means that I can make you extend your life to enjoy what I have promised you. That is why I am God. That is why you are a human being. Human beings can only do what human beings can do. And God can go beyond what human beings can do. So don't think that time is not on your side. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham, don't worry. Look, it is not this leave your concern that I am I'm going to suffer all for this person. You are own child from your loins. Abraham couldn't believe his loins, but God believed in his loins. You cannot believe your ability to make money, but God believes in you that you can make it. You cannot believe in your ability to marry, but God believes that you can marry. You cannot believe in your ability to do business, but God knows that when he gives you business, you can do it. You cannot believe in your ability to pray and have results, but God knows that you can pray and have results. So today, no matter your condition, some of you are going through warfare. You started the year with battles. Battles. Hey, and you may be a mtoka. Mfino, beshe mwana mwa kwa. Mwana mwa kwa. Mwana mwa kwa. Mwana mwa kwa. Mwana mwa darling. Oboa. Mwana You're, you're waiting after closing. They go and continue. Don't worry. God has the ability to change us. No matter what mistake we have done, God, you know Abraham, later when he talks, <laughs> uh, uh, had a child. 
Look, whatever you do, Ishmael has come. Don't kill yourself. What can I do to continue the life? That is the most important thing. Some mistakes have already happened. But God is still your shield. He is still your great reward. Keep on. Move on with life. Somebody say, oh, I made a, a promise God this year I won't do this, but I have fallen. Look, rise up. I say what? Tell the person, rise up. Say, rise up. Rise up. It has happened. You cannot reverse the days. You cannot reverse the things. So this is not a time for you to cry again. What can I do to continue my journey? Now, continue that journey. God still has got plans and good things for you. Your problem is forgiveness. Someone have bitterness in his heart. That bitterness will hinder you and will open. Release prophetically. And I see the heavens open on your head. And your desire will surely come to pass. God bless you. We have come.